time. This is your host, James B. of Faith and Fitness Podcast, featuring topics on nutrition, fitness, and health. Discussion and content will range from motivational tips to exercise technique to help a person embrace a healthier lifestyle. Today's episode, we're going to talk about stop blaming others for your inconsistencies. So many times when we're not getting certain things accomplished, we always have a tendency to blame others and not blame ourselves. So before we can talk about your inconsistencies, we need to identify the definitions of consistent as well as inconsistent. Consistent is acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair or accurate. So recognizing what it takes To be consistent is just like if you are consistently walking or consistently jogging or being consistent about your training regimen, your consistency is one of the ways that you can accomplish your goals. So if you put in your mind that you're going to train three or four times a week, and you're gonna run or walk two or three times a week and then make Sunday your rest day, consistency is how you reach this goal. So once again, acting or done in the same way over time so as to be fair or accurate. And also, Consistent is defined as unchanging in nature or standard. So you have to set a standard with your health and wellness, and you have to be incons- you have to be consistent during this time to reach your goals. So you have to be consistent in your nutrition. You have to be consistent in drinking water. You have to be consistent in all the variables associated with living a healthy lifestyle. So before we focus on inconsistency, I wanted to first put out front what consistent looks like. So once again, consistent It's acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair or accurate. Now, touching base on our topic, stop blaming others for your inconsistencies. Inconsistent, that definition 
It's not staying the same throughout. That's the first definition. Not staying the same throughout. So if you if you train on Monday and then next Monday you don't train, that's an example of inconsistency. If you inconsistent on your nutrition where you feel like you if you eat well on Monday, then you can skip Tuesday and skip Wednesday and then eat well on Thursday. That's that's defined as inconsistent. So what I try to do and what I try to instill in my client base is try to be consistent and then if you want to have moderation days, which normally is Thursdays and Sundays, I, I don't label that as inconsistent. I label that as eating in moderation, where if you choose to to go away from your nutrition plans, it's okay. But if you have a, a super-duper goal that you're trying to reach, you have to put yourself on a consistent time frame. But more so than ever, a lot of us, as this definition states, not staying the same throughout is... Nine and a half out of ten of us, when it comes to our health, fitness, and nutrition, we'll be more consistent in other elements of our life. But when it comes to our health and well wellness, that's one of the things that we're almost nine out of ten times not going to follow through. Another definition for inconsistent is acting at variance with one's own principles or form of conduct. I really want to touch on this definition with the two big words being form of conduct. Many times weight gain is based on a conduct that we may have possessed over the years and has gotten us in trouble, that form of conduct, where just like remember growing up in school, sometimes if you got in trouble, uh, you may have to go to detention or one of the grades that was on the, on the curriculum was conduct. So a lot of times you could have an A average but got a D in conduct. And your conduct grade sometimes determine whether or not you made the honor roll. So I want to focus in on that form of conduct. When people come to me about training and if they're 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight, the reason for that is their form of conduct. So they walk in the studio and now we're trying to reverse that formal conduct. That formal conduct goes back to an inconsistency. So many times we'll talk about what we could do when we were younger, like if we ran track or played football or played basketball 
or play tennis or play golf, that form of conduct is one of the things that help you stay in shape. So then as we get older, we kind of got away from that form of conduct. That form of conduct which would have got you an A in PE because you were able to participate. You dressed out and you have to know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about dressed out. During my, during my day, you went to PE. Sometimes you got a C in PE if you didn't dress out. But then if you dressed out, you participated. Uh, if we played dodgeball or volleyball or basketball, whatever, whatever game we played, if you participated and you dressed out and you were fair to others, you normally got an A in conduct. If you didn't dress out, you normally got a C in conduct. And then if you had a bad attitude, in PE, you normally got a D or F in conduct. So that conduct is the same thing associated with your health and wellness, your fitness. What is your conduct? What is your form of conduct when it comes to your health and wellness? If you know that you shouldn't be eating certain foods, that's a part of your conduct. Your conduct goes into that. So if your if your conduct grade for overeating is eating excessive nine times out of ten, you're gonna get a D or F in conduct. The only difference is when it comes to your health and wellness, this form of conduct can be you being 50, 60, 70. 80, 90, 100 pounds overweight. So then what normally happens, one day the light bulb goes off and you're ready to train or you're ready to do better about your nutrition. So then you'll come see your trainer or you'll go see a dietitian or you'll go see someone else who can potentially help you to get away from your form of conduct. So in regard to your form of conduct, it's one of the things that happens normally nine out of ten times where you will end up blaming others for your inconsistencies. So within that realm of your form of conduct, the first thing that I do is I sit down with you we do a questionnaire that includes your name, your height, your weight. I want to, before I go any further on that questionnaire, I want to touch base on weight. A lot of times, even down to, to having somebody get on the scale, they show a conduct or a form of conduct where they may not want people to weigh them or if it's other people in the room they'll say don't look at the scale but your inconsistencies and blaming others even at that moment you don't want to stand on the scale when it all has to do 
with your former conduct. So that's another thing that tells me that you are already blaming others for your inconsistencies. So within that questionnaire, I ask about your last MD visit, the synopsis of that visit. I ask about your 90-day goal. I also ask about your 10-month goal. Another, another variable in that form of conduct, the average person, they're not being realistic when it comes to their 90-day goal and their 10-month goal, which normally leads to them stating what should be 10 months, they want it in 90 days. And so that's a level of conduct that if you're not consistent in your nutrition and training, there's no way you can reach your 90-day goal, much less reach your 10-month goal. So I encourage people to first give me their 10-month goal, then give me their 90-day goal, and nine times out of 10, they then understand why your 90-day goal has to be consistent, but also it has to be something that's reachable. So within that questionnaire, that's one of the ways that I find out a person's form of conduct, just with the questionnaire alone. Two other variables in that questionnaire, I ask about your strengths and your weaknesses. Your strengths and your weaknesses associated with physical, emotional, and social. Normally, once a person lists out their, their strengths when it comes to fitness, emotion, and sociably, and when they list out their weaknesses associated with fitness, emotion, and social, I'm normally able to get to the root of why they are inconsistent with their health and wellness. So within those strengths, normally if a person has a good thing regarding their strengths or emotionally or socially where they're able to be in an environment and train and do what they're supposed to do. Most people focus on their strengths, but most normally people don't focus on their weaknesses. So my goal as your trainer is to identify your weaknesses and turn them into your strengths. So if, if we identify a weakness Physically, so just like say a weakness can be you have problems with your knees or shoulders or elbows and normally a person stays away from those weaknesses. So what I, what I try to do is identify your weaknesses, like say your physical weaknesses. And if, if you have problems with your knees, I have you do movements where we can strengthen your knees without hurting your knees. Or the same thing with your shoulders, hips, back, chest, ankles, 
Whatever your weakness is, we identify that weakness and try to turn it into your strength physically. And then emotionally, there are times when people just aren't emotionally in tune with wanting to do better about their health and wellness. So what I attempt to do is encourage them regarding that emotional state that they are in where like some people say I don't like to train in groups or uh, I choose to be in a certain environment we identify that we talk about it and then we try to make a difference and then that final weakness is sociably so many times a person is trying their best to do right by others with their appearance that they not willing to take on what they can on their own to make their appearance or their their mind, their body and spirit associated with fitness be a positive. So they will um, just stay away from exercise and different things because if they're overweight, they feel like people looking at them and normally people don't be paying you no attention when they're in the gym. Because everybody in there, if they're in there for the right reasons, they're in there to get in shape for their self. They don't care about what you're doing. So, so when you identify your weaknesses sociably, emotionally, and physical weaknesses, that's half the battle on challenging your inconsistencies and getting away from your formal conduct. And then, then now the, the big thing, the big question, the big statement in, within this podcast is stop blaming others for your inconsistencies. So within that realm of blaming others, we tend to find faulting others as to why we're not reaching our goal. One of them that stands out in a big way is I got to cook for my husband. I got to cook for my wife or my children don't eat this. So, you know, I, I have to cook what they like. Or if or I got a, a football game, my son got a football game and on the way to the game, he wants these fried chicken wings and these french fries and this fried okra. So I just pull up at the drive through window and get those items. And then I end up eating it as well because we on the move and, and we don't have time to, to figure out what we really want to eat. That's an example, another example of blaming others for your inconsistencies. I promise you. If you, try, if you change the, the nutrition within your household, your children, your husband, your wife, your grandchildren, they will eat whatever you prepare. From personal experience, uh, my children, they didn't, they didn't really know about fried food because we didn't prepare fried food in our household. So once... Uh, my, one time my son told me that when he was in college, 
some of his uh, peers on the football team, they referenced, you you never eaten fried chicken? And he actually said, no, I have. I never ate fried chicken because my parents didn't never cook fried chicken. So this is an example that if you are the person that's preparing the food, your children, your husband, your wife, they may complain at first, but I promise you, they will eat what you prepare. If it's prepared the right way, they will eat it. You explain to them that you're looking out for the entire household. You don't want any health issues. If you could do something about it, you're doing your part. And I promise you, they will eat. So please stop blaming your kids, your children, for the inconsistencies of the nutrition that's going within your household. So I really, really, really wanted to touch base on that regarding that's that's like at the top of the chain in regard to whenever I sit down for consultations, that's the number one thing that's mentioned, trying to please the household and using them for your inconsistencies. So just take hold of the reins and stop blaming others for your inconsistencies. Take it on. Take it head on. Cook what you need to eat. Drop off the food or stop at the drive-thru and make sure everybody in your household is eating healthy. If they're hungry, I promise you they'll eat it. So hopefully this episode will hit home regarding your inconsistencies. So please stop blaming others for your inconsistencies. This podcast episode was sponsored by DSB Fitness Studio, located at 230 Oxmo Circle, Suite 1107, Homewood, Alabama, 35209. A methodical approach to fitness and nutrition.